Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's up? Rick is on the scene. <laughs> Remote location. Recording recording at his family's house on top of a uh laundry, laundry basket. basket. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I'm what, sitting on the floor right now. What whatever gets the job done. <laughs> uh Rick looks like Rick got a haircut after uh growing it out for five and a half years. He was starting to look like what's that movie with uh, the to tennis uh, not tennis ball. The uh, volleyball and it said Wilson. The, movie is the volleyball at Wilson? What? Yeah, the guy's stuck on an island for like for a year, and he has a volleyball and he paints a face on it and calls it Wilson. You don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, I I know kind of what you're talking about, but I've never seen the movie, so I don't. You've never seen that movie? No, I haven't. What the crap is wrong with you? <laughs> Not that it's like a, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's not like a. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things I haven't seen. That That's I unfortunate. Just, I probably should. Oh, it's like the stupidest moment ever. He's like screaming Wilson for a, uh, a volleyball <laughs> because it's the only thing he's talked to for five months. And he, he builds a raft and Wilson gets caught in the ocean. He's like, Wilson. And he's like bawling his, bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, it's the most ridiculous scene ever, but you kind of feel for the man. Because he has no yeah. human interaction. But anyway, yeah, welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, we're going to try to make it quick, easy, to the point, uh, and not talk for about four and a half hours about everything. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you... Late birthday. Uh, what, say that again? And late, late birthday. Oh yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> That's no problem, darling. <laughs> I'm getting old by the day. Is that what every birthday feels like after 21? No, it's like after 27. Oh. Start realizing I'm at late 20s now. Everyone's everyone who's older than the age of 30 is probably like, shut up, dude. Yeah, I know. I got you. Just think about it this way. If I was in the NFL right now and I was a running back, I would be considered old and decrepit. Yeah, you'd be an old man. You'd be like, this guy's going down. Got, got to trade him. That's how it would be. I'd be like in my prime, getting ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're just getting started. But anyway, today we're going to give you starts and sits for week 12 and try to break down some of the best plays this week and some of the some of the not so best plays and i have some decisions to make this week in the home league because i have no aj brown yeah so, he just got ruled out i'm going to i'm going to ask rick right after i do the intro sequence who i should start and it's not okay. going to be pretty <laughs> i mean is it was that what you're going to say sorry i might have to start someone garbage in the home league too because I don't got Clyde and Corey Davis might be on now. So. Yikes. Uh, but anyway, 
Before we jump into our starts and sits for week 12, check our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, you can listen, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and then comment down below any starts and sit questions that you have for the week. Both these shows are going to be a little later this week because me and Rick had to record a little later this week. So um, we'll try to get them get to them as, as fast as humanly possible. But either way. Let's um let's jump in and start with my question here, Rick. So AJ Brown's hey. out, slid Tyler Boyd into my second. I I have CD Lamb and AJ Brown. Both are out. That, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. I Good still, thing TJ Hawkinson had a decent week, right? And yeah, Jacobs he, he had a nice thirty yard run in overtime. Did he really? I watched the whole overtime period and I didn't even see the thirty. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a thirty that that was the play. Before the uh, like the third and sixteen that they got called for a pass interference or whatever. The one, the one. Play By the way, Jacobs watch. continues to be like kind of garbage, but he gets like twenty five carries a game, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't at that point. Um. So anyway, I have those two guys out, and I have the choice between Jeff Wilson Jr. Oh boy. Or Dontrell <laughs> Hillard. Dontrell Hillard. He's now. David. He's one of the running Texas? backs for the uh, Titans, and they now don't have Jerry. Oh, McN- they don't have Jeremy McNichols, and they cut Adrian Peterson. Um. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. So Hillard or who is the other guy? Uh, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson Jr. So Elijah Mitchell is probably playing this week with Trace. Yeah, Hillard. I'm gonna have to start Hilliard. I would start Hilliard too. Yeah, but keep it like. If Mitchell doesn't play, because I mean he's questionable, but he practiced all week. If Mitchell ends up not playing, play Wilson. But that's a gross situation, him. gross decision. I feel like one of those people who <laughs> yeah, asked that, that question that's, on like online. That's like what I had to deal with like three weeks ago. Yikes! And I lost every game, so good luck. That's gross. But anyway, <laughs> let's jump into our starts and sits for Week Twelve, and. Uh, and do our best to to make it as fast as possible. It is six minutes in, trying to get this done in 2025. So let's get started. Um, we'll start with the quarterbacks, move to the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and then end the show. Um, but we'll start with the quarterback position. Um, and that is Russell Wilson. There's a lot of interesting reasons as to what this is. But if you look at the last two weeks for Russ since he came back, I'm going to say, I'm going on a limb and say that this guy came back a little bit too early. I think he was, I think he was trying to get into the lineup and play and he wasn't ready uh, because he's had seven and eight points in the last two weeks, which is kind of concerning. (laughs) That is so gross, man. So and I haven't watched. Okay, I haven't watched Seahawks games. Mm-hmm. Many Seahawks games. I was just gonna say I don't know. Is it him playing bad or is it like the Seahawks just absolutely blow? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Because they can't really run the ball right now, so it's all in the passing game. Yeah, uh, Ross has been like mediocre. I know he wants out. <laughs> he definitely wants out of Seattle. I know. 
let Russ cook is becoming a real thing. But either way, I don't even know if they want Russ cooking with uh, 20 for 40 and 161 yards against Green Bay and two picks. Yeah, that's yeah, it's gross. Pretty gross. Uh, but the reason why he's a start is because these two bad games are going to make people who drafted him think twice about starting him. They're going to be like, eh, "Should I start him this week?" Because he's had two abysmal performances, and I would say Russ is probably a really, really good start this week just because of the fact that you know he obviously is playing Washington, but that a lot of people are kind of down on him. So I feel like you can you can confidently slide him into your lineup and expect at least a twenty point game from him, um, but it is a little bit concerning when you see those last two games and are like, um, what if he chokes? Yeah, I will say though he's playing Washington this week, like you said. They're the thirty second team against uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, their defense last year was great. I don't know what happened. They stink this year. Chase Young is also done for the year. He tore his ACL last week or two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Um, he's, so they, he's that much of the defense. They they lost their best defensive player, and their defense already wasn't that good this year, anyway. Um, so Russ doesn't do good this week. Uh, he's kind of like toast. I don't know what is going on, but he he should have a good week this week against Washington. If he, if he's going to have a good week at all this season, it's going to be against Washington. I will say historically, at least the last like couple seasons, Russ will have fantastic starts to the year and now he didn't necessarily have a fantastic start this year but he was very very good mm-hmm. fantasy wise like he gets like 30 points a week the first like six or seven weeks and then the second half he just collapses uh, i don't know if that's gonna be the same thing this year but even if it is against washington it's a week where you can comfortably start him yeah yeah i i also would say too that if russ does not perform well this week I feel like he's just toast rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent agree. Cause which is makes kind of no sense because yeah. he's Russell Wilson, but I just don't know. Like, like when of... I say toast, I mean too. Like I, I don't know that he's playable unless it's a good match, yeah. like a decent matchup. So it's like, you can't confidently play him expecting 25, you know, 20 to 25 points where like if hurts Jalen hurts, who's one of my quarterbacks and also the QB one on the season. Uh, if he was playing in a game against a really easy matchup like Washington, I would expect 25 points. Yeah. Whereas uh, Ross, I now think you're looking season at season ended. No, go ahead. I said with, whereas with Russ, you, you should expect him to get 25 right now. You're hoping for 15. <laughs> yeah, I know it's gross. Uh, just a quick side note. The Seahawks are like the fifth worst team in football right now. And they don't have their first round pick. Yikes. Yeah, that goes to the Jets for Jamal Adams, who's like decent, yeah. but not great. <laughs> and you're not going to have a first round pick. And they're going to give the Jets most likely two top first round picks. <laughs> Seahawks are about to go through a crazy rebuild if they trade Russ. Yeah. Because Pete Carroll's an old man. He's not going to want to stay for it. They're going to have to rebuild completely. Is Russ really going? That's the question. I don't know. I mean, if I were him, I'd want out. <laughs> Although the grass isn't always greener. He has Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It's pretty solid I combo. I, to, uh, to be fair, he would, he would go to literally any, everybody would want him. 
I still think if Denver, man, Denver gets Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, that team is going to be so good. They're like six and five with Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, they would be really good. But either way, start start Russ this week. Yeah, start Russ. Um, all right, let's talk about the um, let's talk about the sit of the week at quarterback, which is Ryan Tannehill and. I feel like Tannehill has been on this list frequently the last couple of weeks. And I'm, I've, I'm, I've had enough. Yeah. And uh, just... I'm going to say we've told you to start him. Pro- I think we told you to start him against New Orleans and Houston. And he no, just, I, just had... I don't know about New Orleans, but definitely Houston. Oh, maybe it was New Orleans. Yeah, actually. Um, we did tell you to start him against Houston, though, and he got 14 points through 52 passes, th- completed 35, had 323 yards, threw one touchdown, and had four interceptions. That looks like a Madden game for me. Yeah, he was garbage. He looks like Tannehill from the Dolphins. He really does, year. and and it goes to show you how. See, the, the problem is, is that they're they're trying really, really, really hard to get the ball going on the ground, and it's not working. Um, yeah, and so they're forcing it through the they're forcing the ball like through the air, and it's it's putting Tannehill in a spot where he hasn't had like usually when when you know you look at this middle of the season here, uh, when they had Derrick Henry's twenty two, twenty nine, twenty seven, thirty three, twenty seven pass attempts, and it's like he doesn't throw it for more than forty pass attempts on average in the season, you know what I mean? And so it's like he's kind of in a conversation where he's not throwing the football a lot at all. And, mm-hmm. and it gives him opportunity to, you know, on, on the ground, roll it out into play action, make some plays, make smart decisions. They don't put it all, all the pressure on Tannehill's shoulders. And now that Tannehill has all the pressure on his shoulders because Henry is not on the field, it's just turning out to be really bad. Those four picks are against the Houston Texans. They're not against the New England Patriots, right. who they play this week. They're not against the Los Angeles Rams, right? They're not against some of the best defenses in the NFL. They're literally against the Houston Texans, who have maybe the worst defense in the NFL. I I have Tannehill in one of my dynasty leagues, <laughs> and I might sit him for Baker Mayfield. That's how bad I think he's yeah, going to get destroyed this safe, week. Safer to do. Which is disgusting because Mayfield's been bad too, but he's yeah. got a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Tannehill against the Patriots without A.J. Brown. Just sounds like an absolute disaster. And um, without AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and I believe they're out with Julio. Which, by the way, as a Patriots fan, it's kind of like we're walking out <laughs> another week. Somehow right? this team's eight and two. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not an eight and two team, though, in my opinion. And they're without some of the best players. I think the Patriots are going to destroy the Titans, but that's a topic for another day. Um, yeah, I, I, I would hope I, they do. The the way the Patriots defense is played. And the way that Tannehill's played, and without all of his best weapons, mm-hmm. like I, I don't see him scoring more than like 15 points and like a trash time touchdown. You know, yeah, it's it's not a good start at all for Tannehill. Nope, I think he's going to get destroyed this week. Yeah, um, and that's a New England. Like he threw four picks against Houston, an easy matchup going up against New England without AJ Brown, without Julio Jones, without Derrick Henry. It's just going to be a really tough day. I think it's going to be a tough day for Tannehill. Um, unless the Patriots just turtle, yeah, which is always a possibility. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just I would hedge your risks and uh, and just say don't play Tannehill. Um, let's move to the running back position. Kareem Hunt, Rick, give me your thoughts on Kareem Hunt start this week. 
okay, uh, he's back this week. Uh, I think he's missed how many games? Like four or five. He's missed a lot. Yeah. Um, first game since week six, but he was doing great before then, um, especially in PPR leagues. Uh-huh. He was a must start every single week uh, before the injury. Uh, and now that he's back, he's going to get a significant role right away, especially right. in the passing game. If you're in PPR leagues or half PPR leagues, um, he should do good. And it's against Baltimore this week, who historically has had a great defense, but this season have has struggled against um, the run, more specific against the run, and even the pass uh, against quarterbacks are not doing that great either. So uh, their defense as a whole has not been the same this year. Uh, so I would expect. Hunt to be involved in this game on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Baltimore kind of has been like passing and rushing wise. They kind of, they've been middle of the pack. They really haven't been like difficult or hard to play, but they also haven't been like super routinely easy to play. So it is a decent matchup for Kareem Hunt. I would say, like early in the season, so this is the big thing for me, is last year everyone was looking at Kareem Hunt going, okay, this can't happen again. There's got to be some some form of positive regression where, you know, he he does get a, a sizable chunk of pass catching work. Um, he gets some decent, like, run on the ground, um, but Nick Chubb still is the feature back, right? Um, and you would think coming into yep. the season, I even re- wrote him off. I was like, I'm not drafting Kareem Hunt again. This isn't happening again. Like, we're not... <laughs> They're not going to use him in that same way. And they did. And he had 15, 5, 24, 15, 23, 9. And so he was a startable flex running back every single week for your fantasy team when he was healthy. He comes back now against Baltimore, and they have they have been easing him back into practices. Like, I don't think this is a game where they look at him and go, okay, we're going to give him, you know, 20% snap percentage and then, you know, shut him down the rest of the game, but he is their pass catching running back against Baltimore. It's going to be a game where they're going to probably have him on the field a lot more often than not. Um, and so Kareem hunt has a yep. really good shot in this, in this game to come back and have a really good game. Uh, if he doesn't, I apologize. No, I agree though. I think you'll have a good game. Okay. Sit. Oh, sit running back of the week, which is miles Gaskin. Now, we talked about Gaskin. We've put him on this list multiple times. There have been some good games for him, bad games for him. We've talked about that before. But the big thing is, is over the last couple of weeks, it's just been like a 15, 7, 12, 5, 17. Like, it just goes back and forth. Yeah. And what, what's interesting about this stretch of games since week 7 that you want to talk about is he had 15 against an easy matchup against Atlanta. He had 7 against Buffalo, which is a tough matchup. He had 12 against Houston, which was an easy matchup. He had 5 against Baltimore, which at the time was a mediocre matchup. Uh, and then you had the New York jets where he had 17 and now he's got Carolina, which is a tougher matchup. So it's yep. like, I don't know what it's going to look like for miles Gaskin this week. But if, if it looks like anything that he has been showing on the stat sheet and fancy football point outage, uh, it will not be a good week for miles Gaskin. Yeah. I don't think he's going to, you know, crap the bed, but I don't think he's worth starting this week either. Um, you know, he actually wasn't having a great week last week until uh, he had like a trash time. Not trash time because they're winning. Yeah, but he had a he had a big fourth quarter. He had like a big run. He scored his touchdown in the fourth quarter, but mm. for three quarters of the game, he had like five famous points. Um, yeah, against Carolina, a, a very solid defense. Uh, it's just harder 
it's just going to be a harder matchup for him. I think Malcolm Brown is still out. Um, yeah. So this might be the last week where Gatskin is going to get that kind of workload. Uh, but even so, I don't think he's going to get 23 carries. Uh, it was a very positive game script last week yeah. against the Jets. Probably not going to be that way against the Panthers, um, who also typically dominate time of possession, which is not, yeah. again, good for the <laughs> Dolphins and specifically Miles Gaskin in the run game. Um, and a very interesting stat that makes zero sense that Sleeper wanted to put on there. Um, Gaskin, his games, his good games, are typically an odd number weeks. So week one, week five, week seven, week nine, and week 11. It makes zero sense. And then even number weeks, it's 12. So if you're into kind of uh, superstitions, it's week 12, and he usually doesn't play good in even number weeks. And maybe he'll break it, but he's not going to. Yeah. (laughs) Sit Miles Gaskin. That's an interesting interesting statistic right there. (laughs) I know. It makes zero sense, but it's kind of fun. No no anecdotal evidence other than that. Um. All right, let's move to the wide receiver. Start of the week is Chase Claypool. Now, he's had a difficult season so far. Uh, there were some expectations coming into the season, more specifically for me, that he would be a little bit better than he has. Then they lost Juju, so you would even think more so that he would be better right. uh, in this context. But I think he's just a he's a he's a down the field X, you know, Z receiver or XY receiver, I'm sorry. Um and you know, Big Ben can't really throw more than five yards down the field, which is perfect for Deontay. Yeah. But I know it is perfect for Deontay. Uh, but Jay's Claypool just not getting that. And there are some there are some games where he has really really good games and he's able to you know put together some good performances. But he just hasn't been able to do that on a consistent basis this year. Um, he is playing Cincinnati, um, who have allowed the second. Fewest fantasy points per game to the position in the last three weeks, um, which is not looking good for for Chase Claypool in this game. But I think this is a game where they're going up against Cincinnati. It's a divisional matchup, and they're going to have to fight. Like Pittsburgh, what's their record? Six and five? Six and four? Uh, five, four, and one, I think. Five, four, and one? Or five, five, and one? Or maybe. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, if they want to have any shot at making the playoffs this year, they got to win this game against this Cincinnati. Yep. And um, and I think they're gonna they're it's gonna be a game where there's gonna be a lot of scoring and they're gonna have to fight. And so I you know I think it's a game where there's gonna be opportunities for Chase Claypool. Uh, it's a boomer bust play. He could either get you know 15, 20 points or he could get seven or eight. And um, yep. I would just take the risk on it this week and and send him out there. Cincinnati has been you know, decent against the pass this year in some context, like that statistics I, I just referenced the last three weeks, they've been giving up few fantasy points to the wide receiver position, but on the season, they haven't been that great. So um, I would start Claypool this week. I don't know about you. Yeah, I would too. I am interested to see who they played the last three weeks. So maybe, I mean, it could have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They played the Raiders, which makes sense. They play the Browns, which makes sense without Odell. Um, and then they play the Jets. So they have had easier matchups last three weeks. or And that actually might even include the bye because they had a bye week in between there too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they have played well against receivers the last three weeks, but I don't think they've played against the Anyone level of receivers real. of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool yet. Um, 
Ben Roethlisberger does concern me with tweak base, and this is someone who has played four in the league. Um, like he had a big play last week, mm-hmm. I think, and it would have been a touchdown, but Roethlisberger underthrew him by like five yards, and he had to like come back to the ball yeah. and like stop. But it would have been a walk-in touchdown if he just threw it on him. Um, ended up not scoring a touchdown on that play, by the way. But yeah, Claypool, uh, he's definitely up or down. Uh, I will say though, like even. I don't know. His down weeks are still decent for the most part. Like he's eight points in a lot of weeks, which is an awful. He had 11 last week. So that's in half PPR. So that's okay. He's a good flex. Uh, but with against Cincinnati, uh, like you said, he could have a big game in the divisional game. They're going to be forced to throw mm-hmm. the ball in this game for sure. He also only has one touchdown the whole season. Um, so he could be due for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Let's move to the wide receiver position. Um, We've talked about Van Jefferson in the past. I believe he was on the Weaver show this week where we said to pick him up because he's still going to have that third role. But right now he's going up against Green Bay Packers. And so far this year, Green Bay has been relatively good against the wide receiver position, only giving up the fourth least amount of fantasy points to the position at uh, 19.3 points per game. Uh, So I would say Van Jefferson is a sit this week, especially if you need a start. Um... And, and this is also going to be the first full-capacity game for Odell. And I would imagine that they're going to try to get the ball into Odell's hands and Cooper Cup's hands a lot. Um, and I think that'll leave Van Jefferson in the in the lurch, at least specifically against Green Bay, because Green Bay is going to you know put their two main guys on the two big receivers. And um, I think they'll have a really good game. But I don't think Van Jefferson's going to have a good day, so. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is oh, it is going to be Odell's involvement. Yeah, um, I think they're going to try to get o- Odell involved a lot more this week than last week or in their last game because he's coming off a bye week. He's had hmm. pretty much two weeks now to study the playbook. Um, he only had a twenty-seven percent snap percentage in week ten. I think he's probably going to get up to like seventy in week twelve, and they're going to get him. Probably my guess would be like close to eight targets. Um, try to get him involved eight or nine targets. Yeah. So Van Jefferson could have a good game just on like a big play, but he's not going to be heavily involved in the offense and against a good defense like green Bay. It's not worth the start. Agreed. Let's move to the tight ends quickly. Noah font versus Los Angeles. Go. Uh, no font has been kind of up and down this year, uh, especially the last couple of weeks since Judy has come back, but he could have a big game this week coming off the bye against a chargers team that has struggled against tight ends this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, Font normally would be just an automatic start um, with a lack of an option. I would have said Dalton Schultz had we done the show before Thursday. Yeah, I I played him in a lot of leagues. Worked out pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty good. Um, but yeah, Font Font, you should saddle up. I know he's been. I think he's been dealing with some injuries, so um, I would be comfortable playing him against Los Angeles. Um, yeah, and check. they have. Yeah. Los Angeles has given up the third most fans points in the tight end position. So, right, um, yeah, and Judy and Albert O has also been involved. Like they're, they're throwing the ball to like six different players: Tim Patrick, yeah. Corlin Sutton, the running backs. Like it's just hard, right? Unless they got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And then the sit of the week is Tyler Conklin um, versus the Forty ers 
yeah, I got that name right. I typed it in. I'm like, why is his name popping up? Not popping up. So he has had some interesting <laughs> games. Um, the last four or five weeks, he's really done okay. Last week against Green Bay, he did not do well. But San Francisco has just been so, so good against tight ends this year, giving up 3.8 points per game to the tight end position. Uh, Conklin has kind of been target share-wise on a downswing, and I don't believe they're going to try to target the tight end position in this game just because of how effective San Francisco has been against tight ends. Um, so I would sit Conklin this week if you have him in, in, on your team and you're thinking about starting him. Yeah, he's kind of a streamable tight end each week, but uh, this week against San Francisco is not the week to do it. Okay, there we go. Any more thoughts on these guys? No, I think that's, uh, that's it. Okay, there you have it. Starts and sits for week 12 in the books. Week 12 is almost... We, we're, we're three games into week 12 already, so I feel like we're just behind the eight ball. But anyway... Um, we got a lot of content to get to. Tari targets tomorrow. Be sure to check that out. See you later, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.